Well, our second scripture reading for today comes to us from Psalm 122. You can find that in your pew Bibles on page 966. Um, But we're going to have the words on the screen for you uh, this morning, so you can just read them there if you so choose. Psalm 122, a song of ascents of David. I rejoiced with those who said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord according to the statute given to Israel. There the thrones for judgment stand, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my brothers and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. Thus ends our reading of God's authoritative word. May all who hear it find their joy as they go to the house of the Lord. Why do we gather together? What draws us to this building every Sunday? When there are so many other things that we could be doing, why do we come here? Think about it. I mean, you could be out to brunch. You could be exercising. You could be playing video games. You could be at the lake or or visiting family. or, Or better yet, you could be sleeping in. And yet, for some reason, you all woke up and you came here. Why? What is it about this place and and these people and, and this God that you worship that you feel the need to come to church? In our psalm for today, we discover from David the the joy that he experienced when he gathered with his people as they went to the house of the Lord. Now this psalm is is known as a song of ascent. It is a third of 15 such psalms. These these songs of ascent, they they were the pilgrim songs that, that the people would sing together as they journeyed to Jerusalem for the different scheduled feasts. You see, Jerusalem had been built on Mount Moriah. And so the word ascent refers to the the steady climb that that the people would have to endure as they traveled upwards. Now these songs of ascent can be separated into uh, five groups of three. And each group follows a certain pattern. The, the, The first psalm will always speak of a person's trouble in this world. Second, we'll demonstrate the person's trust in the Lord to carrying them through those troubles. And the third, the third will show the triumph of God. Being as Psalm 122 is the third in its group, it comes to us as a song of triumph. Now just as these pilgrims on their way to Jerusalem made made their steady climb, so too do we see a stair-like progression in our psalm. 
if, if one were to outline this passage, we would see three upward movements in, in the worshiper's advancement towards God. In verses 1 and 2, we see the pilgrim's joy as he enters into the city. In verses 3 through 5, we witness the pilgrim's praise for God as he, as he gazes upon the glory that, that is God's kingdom. And finally, in verses 6 through 9, we, we listen to the pilgrim's prayer as he asks for God's peace and security. Let's, let's look at these three movements and see what we can learn from them. First, verses 1 and 2. I rejoiced with those who, who said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are, are standing in your gates, O Jerusalem. The first thing we must notice is, is the joy that is in David's voice. He was rejoicing with his fellow Israelites. But why was he rejoicing? Because they had the same heart that he had. They, they had said to him, let us go to the house of the Lord. They were of one accord in what they desired, which was to worship Yahweh. There was unity with the people of God. For each one longed to be in God's presence. They were of one mind. And that, and that, that they wanted to go to the house of the Lord. And it was that that brought tremendous joy to David. Similarly, today we can find great joy when we look around this room and see the faces of, of, of the ones with whom we have unity. With the ones who, 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 we, who we say together, let us go to the house of the Lord. This is the beauty of the church. For, for there, is a, there is a commonality, a, a strong bond that, that binds us together. It binds us more than anything else. And that, that strong bond is a fact that, that each and every one of us calls Christ our King. And, that, and that, is, that is one reason why coming to church each Sunday should be a delight. For when you go to the house of the Lord, you're going to be with family. But it wasn't just the unity that brought David joy. For, for he also delighted in, in the one he was worshiping. Going to, to Jerusalem and to the house of the Lord meant that he was going to the presence of his first love. For it was in this city that, that had been placed a tabernacle in which God resided. And it thrilled David's heart to, to, to come before him. Of course, today it is not a building or, or, or a tent where God resides, but in the hearts of men. Look at, look at John chapter 4, verse 21. Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. 
When we gather together as God's people, we are entering into a sacred space where we leave behind the, the realms of this world and enter into God's kingdom. But it is not the, the building itself that, that makes this place special, but, but the people within who, who worship in spirit and in truth. You are what make it sacred. Just as in the, in the time of David when Jerusalem and the, and the tabernacle represented the throne of God, so too today when we gather together, we come before the throne of Jesus. There is a reason we are called the body of Christ. For where two or three are gathered, He is present. Christ is our heavenly kingdom. And when we worship together, we are before His throne. So when you come to church, when, when you gather in this place, you are entering into the presence of God. You have come to a holy and sacred space. Do, do, does the thought of this bring you joy? Does, does it delight your heart when you enter into the house of the Lord? It should. It should be your joy to, to join with your family and to praise His name. And this is exactly what we see as David continues his approach to the house of the Lord. Look, look, look at verses 3 through 5. Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord, according to the statute given to Israel. There the thrones for judgment stand, the thrones of the house of David. During David's reign, he established Jerusalem as the focal point of Israel. Not only did he build his palace in the city, but, but he moved the tabernacle there as well. And he established plans for the construction of the temple, which eventually his son Solomon would build. And so in this city, you have both the priestly rule and the king's throne. Jerusalem was not only the center of religious life, but it was the heart of Israel's political power as well. For it was there that, that, that you found the throne of Yahweh alongside the throne of man, creating this theocracy, which was the kingdom of God. The, the, the psalmist, he, he sees all these things as, as, he's, as he's journeying on to the, to the tabernacle, and he rejoices in the fact that, that God's rule has come to his people. It is a picture of how life was originally intended. God living side by side with man and entrusting him with the dominion of his kingdom. Here in, a, in America, we don't live in a theocracy. We, we, have, we have separated the authority of the state and the authority of God. And for the most part, the, the, the kingdoms of this world battle against the kingdom of heaven. And as a result, we Christians are, are, are simultaneously living in two kingdoms. You have your earthly citizenship and your heavenly citizenship. And the two, they, they, they come into conflict quite often, do they not? 
But, but when we walk into this church, when we meet together as the people of God, we, we leave the kingdoms of this world outside that door. For it is in the gathering that we enter into God's presence as we approach His throne. You see, you see, for us, when we, when we come together for worship, it is a little foretaste of our ultimate destiny. Of when Christ will return, uh, and of when the kingdoms of this world will be done away with. And the kingdom of God will overshadow everything else. Look at Revelation 11, verse 15. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Dear friends, there will come a day when, when, when Jesus will take full dominion upon this earth. And, and nations like the United States will be no more. For Christ, Christ will be your earthly king. So when we come together here in this church, we are no longer on U.S. soil. And every time we praise the name of our Lord, we are proclaiming that our, that our loyalty belongs to Christ first and foremost. I think the author of Hebrews expresses it best. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all men, to the spirits of righteous men made perfect. To Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. This, this is where you are at right now. You are in the heavenly assemblies joined by angels. You are before the judge of all men. You are before the saints who have, who have gone on to perfection. And you are before Jesus, the one who died for your sins by shedding his own blood. And this, this is why you praise your God. But David, our, our, our psalmist, even though he had this glorious vision of, of God's kingdom, he knew that his world was not yet right. And so, to, and, and so his praise turns into prayer. Look at, look at our last verses, verses 6 through 9. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my brothers and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. Peace and security. Those are the things that, that, that David desires. Jerusalem, the, the name itself means city of peace. But, but, but even though it was built high upon a mountain and had walls for fortification and 
and, and the fact that there was a water source within the city that could be tapped into if they were ever besieged. Jerusalem had all these securities. David still prayed to God. He didn't rely on the protection of men, for he knew that, the, that his city's best help came from God alone. And we too, as God's people, should, should pray as David prayed. The, the, the world we live in doesn't offer a whole lot of peace or security. Sure, there, there, there are times when we feel like we have it, but, but then along comes a virus or an injustice or riots and looting. And suddenly that, that, that peace and that security that, that we thought we once had seems to vanish. It's a mist. It doesn't take much for this once stable world to, 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 to fly out of control. And we, as, as God's people, when we come before our Lord, we must go to Him in prayer. And there are two reasons that, that, that David gives as to why he prays. For the sake of his brothers and friends, and for the sake of the house of the Lord, our, of the Lord his God. When we pray for peace, when, when we ask God for security, we, we don't do so for our own sake, but for the sake of those we love. So that, so that they can, can rest in the comfort of God. This is why every Sunday we do our, our joys and concerns, because, because there are people out there who, who do not have peace, who, who do not have security. I dare say that, that everyone in this room knows of someone who could use some help. Do you believe that, that the one who can help them the most is the Lord your God? Do you trust in His care above all others? But we should also pray for the sake of the house of the Lord our God. What does this mean? There, there, there is a greater peace can come to us in the cessation of wars and violence. And there is a, a greater security that we can have rather than strong fortified walls and an elevated position. For, for the true battle that, that men have been fighting since the dawn of time is, is a rebellion against God himself. So when we pray for, the, for peace and security for the sake of the house of the Lord our God, we are, we are praying for the salvation of men's souls. A rescue that, that, that can only come through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. A peace between God and man. You see, during David's time, going to the house of the Lord meant offering a blood sacrifice for the cleansing of sins. But when we gather together, we come to Jesus, the, the, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. And the only genuine peace, the only genuine security that can be found, it, it comes at the cross of Christ. So when we say to one another, let us go to the house of the Lord, we are going to the one place where, where peace and true peace and true security can be found. We are going to Jesus Christ, our King of mercy. 
And that, that right there is why we have joy in our hearts. It is why we praise His name. It is why we pray to Him. Christ is the one who brings us into unity. Jesus is where the kingdom can be found. And only in Him will we have peace and security. So let us go to the house of the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Father, we are so grateful that, that we can gather together once again. That we can say to one another, let us go to the house of the Lord. May your Holy Spirit fill us with joy and praise for your name. And may we find the, the peace and security that can only come through your Son. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.